I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cattle drive. So good afternoon. He said, How's it going? Sorry. Good evening and good night. But seriously, welcome in. All you fine folks, all you cool cat and kit, cool cats and kittens. It's, uh, it's her name Cheryl Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol. Carol Dumb Baskin. Dumbass Baskin. That bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out Tiger King. Hopefully, there's another one coming up soon. Probably not. There is this weekend. No, he's still in jail. Doesn't he have AIDS or something too? I was talking about the real Tiger King. Oh, my bad. Oh yeah, good call. Good call. Genesis Invitational. We'd like to touch on that as well in the uh, in the coming minutes here. But uh, episode seventy-eight, we're two away from eighty. So Whoa. that's very exciting. I'm pretty get pumped up for that, huh? Heck yeah, it feels like just yesterday it was episode one. Shit. Yeah, you're not lying. Come a long way. Long way from uh, the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, the the early early yips, early yep episodes of the, uh, of the show here. But uh, first order of business, I know we just did get pumped up, but... Um, Unfortunately, right after we recorded last week's episode, we um, got very, very sad news again coming out of the country music world, country music legend, country music icon, probably one of the, I want to say inspirational, but one of the big names in, in not only 90s country, but just country music in general, we uh, unfortunately lost mr toby keith as he was fighting stomach cancer so very unfortunate it's, it was a very uh very sad last uh last week or so when that news broke i know for myself toby keith i uh, i want to say it was either my first or one of my first ever cds i ever had in my uh in my library that I currently have somewhere sitting. But um, yeah, Toby Keith, it was the Unleashed album with uh, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue and uh, a number other a number other of his top songs. So very sad. Um, I don't really know what else to say, but yeah, there's been a lot of, a lot of Toby Keith playing, a lot of, I know Sirius XM, Prime Country, I believe, had a, Last I checked, they were running Toby Keith nonstop, which uh, very grateful for that because he was a he was a great artist, great man. He did a lot, one of the biggest patriots in the world in the U.S. So yeah, I don't know how you guys are feeling about that one, but it's really uh, really hit home over here for sure. He was one of the early one of the early country music singers that I had the uh, privilege of listening to and owning a CD. CD or two. So, how are you guys feeling after that? That was beautiful, Brad. That was really beautiful. Is that a good um, eulogy? Is that a good one? It was. I'm not going to lie. That was, we were nice. That was like three minute eulogy. I liked it. Um, it's an icon, man. I don't like between after uh, 
been hit with hit with some uh, unfortunate deaths lately. I mean, first one, Jimmy Buffett, R.I.P. Our Savior, Carl Weathers, Chubbs, and then now we get uh, hit with Toby Keith. I don't, I don't, I can't take much more, man. On top of that, with the Lions, this is just all I can say is I should have been a cowboy. That's all I can say. I'm sad. I'm sad about every single one of them. I'm sad when anybody dies, but this one, this one definitely hit me a, a little harder because. Uh, Coming from a, a family that was really in the country, Toby Keith was one of my father's favorite country singers, my mother's, so we were always listening to him growing up. I had that same CD Brad that had courtesy of the red, white, and blue on it. So I saw I was lucky enough to see him in concert at Faster Horses. He best show there easily, beat everybody out of the water. Just all his music was just to me it was traditional country. It was real country, but he was always making a hit. This, yeah, this one definitely hit me a little bit harder by you, Max. Yeah, it's uh, it was some pretty sad news. Um, cancer's no joke, obviously, and to see that take uh, another great, great person, it's uh, it's tough, man. And for all the Swifties out there, he did play an integral role in launching her career, so you got to pay respect to that too. Yeah, I didn't see any, know, any a lot of them probably don't know who uh, he is. Well, he's just, uh, yeah, it's terrible. Really is. Really is. I The thing that blew my mind is he, it was like a month ago, he announced that he was planning on going back on tour. And then this happened. And I saw the video of his last performance. He played that song that he did for the movie The Mule, Don't Let the Old Man In. And yeah. I watched yeah. that performance, and he just, I hate to use the word he, look, he looked terrible, but he just looked so beat down and sick he was so thin his neck was terribly thin but i will say this his voice still sounded just as good he still had it he still had it and just watching him sing that song i read somebody put a comment of the you know they almost feel like he knew he was saying goodbye at that performance because he finished with that song and uh, (laughs) it gives me chills now it's a sad thing can't believe he's gone yeah, Man, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can listen to this much more. I did. I watched just, it. I'm not gonna lie. I watched the video. I didn't cry, but I got, you get like emotional. Man, it's a great song. It is a great song. It's funny you said that. You just watched that because I um he he recently did um like a full news interview not too long ago with I don't know what news channel it was out of, but it might have been like. I think it was actually in like an Oklahoma news station. They had uh, one of the reporters go in there and interview him in his house. And I watched that. It wasn't too long before he passed. And I mean, I, I heard heard stories that he was he was actually coming up and I guess on the mend, you could say. It sounded like he was getting better and starting to play more shows and videos of him just in random bars singing songs. I was like, oh, great, like... Hopefully he keeps it up and get get to see him in concert at least once. But what a what a gut punch, man! I, I don't I don't know what else to say. I was talking to my dad about it. My dad loved them when he was still running Freedom Hill and booking the acts. They went through. They had so many good acts. They had Sugar Ray when they were coming up. But my dad was talking to everyone when they were planning for the following year, and he's like, "We got to get this." This guy, he's a country singer. He's got a couple hits. He's doing really well. 
he's kind of making a revival. They were like, who is it? And he said, Toby Keith. And they didn't book him that year. But the following year, he signed the contract with Ford for the F-150. If they would have booked him the year prior, it would have been about $40,000 to get him to come play Freedom Hill. The next year when they tried to go back to his booking agent, it was $80,000 to get him to come to Freedom Hill. And my dad said he always regrets that, that they didn't book him. Yeah, that's a it's a huge get, man. I He was supposed to play Freedom Hill not too long ago. It was, I actually had tickets, and I was pumped. It was one of the one of the shows I was looking forward to most out of any show I've ever seen so far. But it might it must have been it wasn't long before that show was supposed to be played that he had to cancel everything because he was uh, getting sick. So I was selfishly pissed off, but also obviously understanding of the situation. It was like I was that close to finally seeing him in concert. That was one of the one of the guys I, I really wanted to see and he was coming right here, right to the backyard, man. Freedom Hill. And um was just hoping that somehow it would come back around, but it's just not how it goes, unfortunately. But I'm really gonna miss that guy, man. He was he was a hell of an artist. He had so many good songs, so many American patriotic songs, like courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Like hearing like it's kind of funny now looking back, having that C D and then when he would say, put a boot in your ass, like kind of looking over your shoulder to see if like your parents are watching or listening. Cause it's like, oh man, he just said, put a boot in your ass. Like, let's go. I don't, like a, I don't know about you like guys. like a seven-year-old kid or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know about you. Like the first, like hearing that song back then, you got fired up listening to it. But even now, every time that song comes on, I get fired up every single time. It's a, it has a case to become the national anthem, if you ask me. I would agree. He, you know, he almost didn't release that song, but he played it because I think he did over seven tours where he went over to Afghanistan in the Middle East to play for the soldiers over there. He only performed it for them, and he wasn't going to release it. And a couple of Marines talked to him. Yeah, right here. Man. They told him, you have to release it. That's our anthem. And uh, he did it. He wasn't going to re- release it originally. Every year on 4th of July. Every year yeah. on 4th of July that we play this 80 times. You have to. So good. I get, I get chills. You know how you get chills when you listen to something? I get chills every time. Yeah. You ain't lying, man. Man. Let it ring 62. Only 62. God, it's so sad. We'll let it ride for a minute here. Enjoy it. Sorry, I wasn't being bossy. I just love this song. No, I agree with you. You gotta let it ride. Get ready for the get ready for the hook here. We always yell. Ready? This is where we yell in the backyard. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist, and the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be here when you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining 
Let him cook. Let him cook. Just like you said, too, all the way through and through his whole career, he was nothing but a patriot. And that's why I loved him even more. Just a good guy. All the stories that are coming out about him just talking to different different artists. The best part coming up right here. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. You'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cook. Cook. Hold on, I gotta make sure my mom's not listening. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list. And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly. And it's gonna be hell. When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell. Kidding me? Kidding me right now? It's raining down on you. Brought to you by who? By who? Brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Stop. I mean, national, Stop anthem, national Anthem always comes first, but that's number two. Jeez, this guy. The balls, the balls on this guy, some people would say. Brass balls. So we need more of nowadays. Songs yeah. like that. Just men, real men. Oh man, I don't. It's rough. It's a rough one. I don't know. It's gonna take some time, but he was uh, one of a kind. One of a kind. I don't know. Not much else to say. Yeah, I'm still. It's been days, obviously, but we're still hashing it out. I'm, now that we're going through all this again, huge loss. Yeah. Very, very sad. Big loss. You replay the song, you just kind of feel a little bit sad, you know? Yeah, oh, 100%. That, you. <laughs> I mean, you replay any of his songs, like... I've been playing just his This Is Toby Keith playlist on uh, yeah. Spotify. You don't... You forget... Brad, me, you know what's funny? Me and you talked about that years ago. We're like, you know how much heat Toby Keith that nobody knows about? Like, songs from back in the so day. So many. So many. You can't even count. When I went to... Yeah. when I oh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. When I got to see him live at Faster Horses, I'm not even bullshitting you. All the acts they had there, Zach Brown Band, can't remember the rest. I'm sorry we were drinking a lot, but they had a lot of big acts there. Um, Toby Keith. <laughs> Toby Keith was the most packed. He came out, glass of whiskey, and he he just walked on stage. He didn't say much. Put his, took a sip, put his glass down, and just started ripping and just went on. And it was the best show. I've, I'll put it in my top five of shows I've ever seen in my life. But when Jealous. he played Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, I can still look back and think about it. Now I get, I still get the chills. Like I've never seen a whole crowd yell that much. And like Ooh. just everyone was in unison. It was, it was really cool. It's electric. It's electric. Yeah, one one song that kind of hits harder now that he's gone is um, my list. That oh, that really uh, really makes you think about a few things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, damn. But he'll uh, music will play on forever. Never gonna forget it. It's always gonna be on. Got the uh, 
Toby Keith Heater's playlist. Going to keep adding to that as we go. But yeah, it's uh, unfortunate, but yeah, we feel like we needed to um, properly eulogize the man and uh, all that he's done, especially for, uh, I don't know, for everybody, for country music, for everybody. And uh, we're going to be cranking that extra loud this year on the course. Oh, 100%. I was cranking it on Saturday. Yeah, how can you not? Full agenda, full agenda coming up. Right now, we have um, a lot to talk about, especially with the waste management. Um, I want to call it a, I guess I would call it a shit show. Not completely uh, as far as the golf's con- concerned, but um, off the course, it was um, just pure pure chaos. And we'll we'll dive into that. And we also had the Live Vegas tournament as well right um right right up to the super bowl which i know none of us really really care about because of the circumstances with uh with our boys and our hometown team here and um how basically the chiefs suck even though they won pretty right for them to get get out of here and then um Got Max's minute back this week. We'll we'll give a rundown. I'm sure he'll give uh, some Super Bowl stats, some hockey stats. And the Red Wings are on a heater. Had a good comeback the other night versus Vancouver. So I'm sure you'll hear about that when Max gets his minute. And then um, we started off our Cartrings Pick'em Pool. And if I don't say so myself, uh, got off to a hot start. So we'll run through that and um, kick it off from there. Do we want to go right into the waste management, or Max, do you want to do your minute right now? Kind of, yeah. Know. We can do uh, the minute and then jump right into wasted management. All right, let me pull up. Let me pull up your theme music here, uh, Deion Sanders. Give me one second. Hopefully, there's not an ad. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, start Max. Timer. Is, Max's minute presented to you, Jake. Can you start a timer for me? Uh, yes. Give me two seconds. Uh, we have Max's Minute presented by Liquid IV. Go to liquidiv.com. And if you would be so kind to use our special promo code, Cart Drinks at checkout, that's going to get you 20% off your entire order. Go pick up some uh, zero sugar Liquid IV or the regular, if that's what you like, and um, help us out. And we, uh, we do appreciate that. So whenever you're ready, I'm going to start the music right now. Go. All right. Max's minute. Uh, big news in the NFL honors. TJ Watt absolutely snubbed from defensive player of the year, even though he led in every single statistic. Uh, Miles Garrett, not good enough. Dan Campbell also snubbed for coach of the year. Went to the shitty Browns. Don't know how that happens. Uh, Wings in the hunt for the wild card. Huge shootout win and comeback against Vancouver. Uh, Jake Wallman with the gritty walk-off celebration. Alex DeBrinket goes off for the All-Star game and brings in a newborn at the same time. Three goals, three assists, and a newborn baby. Patrick Kane back in the lineup to help that shootout win. And Morgan Riley reminds everyone in the NHL about sportsmanship by taking a massive cross-check to the head on Ripley Gregg for being unsportsmanlike and taking a slap shot for an empty netter. And that is your Max's Minute. 
They're good. Oh, yeah. 55 Ooh. seconds. Let's go. It was a less than a minute. We got we to fill up those last five seconds. I'll slow it down. I had a lot. Because <laughs> I didn't have Max's minute the last time. We didn't really have too much of an update. We were upset about the Lions. So I'm just yeah, banking time in case we got to go overtime. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, the snub of JJ or uh, TJ Watt. Cool. Snub of Dan Campbell. That's wild to me. Uh, like TJ Watt, okay, one thing. You know, Miles Garrett did have a good year. And even though my uh, TJ Watt led in every single statistic, but I'm shocked that the Browns coach won coach of the year over Dan Campbell. If anything, if you aren't going to give it to Dan Campbell, why not give it to the Houston Texans coach yep. in getting them to the playoffs? Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm with you, man. That's uh, very interesting. But unfortunate for your uh, your boy, TJ, because he did have a monster year. Wouldn't mind seeing him in a Lions jersey sometime soon, but... Me too. We can only hope. We can only hope. There's a lot of, a lot of names out there that uh, Lions can go for, and... Uh, Unfortunately, we have to wait a few months to get back on the Lions train, which I'm good with because it's officially baseball season and um, Tigers' quest for a AL Central title. I know there's not a lot of baseball fans probably out there, so I'll keep that to a minimum until um, until they actually do something. But I'm excited. Springtime's coming. Had a uh, nice flash of it this past week with some 50s and 60s around here, and it felt great. And unfortunately, it's going back down but it was a great weekend great weekend to get out i know jake you actually went out on a course huh i did saturday saturday at 12 30 we had a tea time at sanctuary lake look at this guy wow look at this Getting guy around in early i it, well, i didn't even book it i got invited so um but it was one of those oh, things yeah. where i was like all right well not gonna pass up the opportunity it ended up being a little colder and what I thought it was going to be Friday was just a massive tease. But got out there, played golf, wasn't terrible. It, it was a good day. I really enjoyed it. Dude, that's awesome, man. Knocked the rust off a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard because I know I've told you guys a million times, like I think I figured out my swing. But I felt way better after having what last time we golfed was October couple months off went out there nice easy swings only sliced my drive max probably three times other than that i either pulled it or i had a nice little fade on it so okay hit the ball pretty well i was a magnet for the sand traps though i'm not gonna lie to you i hit a lot of sand traps i was doing well though i was getting it out of the sand some of the sand traps they're not even sand it's just basically dirt but was able to get out of there Ended up walking out. I shot a shot a ninety four the first round back. Dude, that's and, awesome, man. So there were excuses, excuses. There was one hole, one massive blow up hole because Max, I actually shot a birdie on a par four. Uh, had multiple pars in the round. Yeah, I know you guys are laughing. Was but it I, but okay, for me, that's I, good. I like how you say I actually shot a birdie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a birdie. Sorry. <laughs> Well, because you guys know what I'm talking about. It's hit or miss with my golf game. Um, so I was golfing pretty well. There's a lot of bogey golf, double bogey golf, a couple pars mixed in a birdie, and then there was a par four where I ended up in the left 
greenside bunker and it took me three shots to get out of the bunker and then i chipped it across the green and i think i ended up with an eight eight or a nine on that hole wasn't the only hole that killed me but it definitely shot my score way up not saying i was going to shoot in the 80s but it made me happy because if i don't do you know it's something that you're going to have blow up holes but could have been low 90s i mean 94 is still low 90s for me so i was happy with it first round of the year no practice just getting out there you got to be proud of that man 94 that's a great baseline Thank you. Yeah, it felt good. I did uh, I did what we talked about, no practice swings. I mean, I took a couple, but for the most part, I kind of just walked up to the ball, got set up, and just went right into it. Nice, smooth swings. No shanks the whole round, Max. No shanks with the irons. So Dude, that's awesome. I was, I will say this, I was hitting my irons straight, but a lot of them were to the left, but that's way better than where I was. That's why I kept ending up on like the left side of the green, left side of the fairway. So I'd rather do that than the shanks of the slices. And yeah, keeping it loose, man, because before when you were keeping it, when you were just kind of being a little tight, that was pushing it out to the right. So glad to see it's kind of more drawing or at least staying more a little bit on a pole to the left. So, um, dude, that's awesome, man. Way to go. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to be out there, but I will say this, it got me really pumped because that means that we're all going to be out even sooner because I think the spring's coming early, according to uh, Puxatani Pete, like we talked about last <laughs> week. So, Biloxi Bill, whatever his name is. So we're gonna for us, car, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna announce it now. Car drinks first round. I think it's going to be in three weeks. Okay, it's very possible. I saw it's supposed to warm up again to like the 50s, probably in like a week or so. All right, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we're cross your fingers, but hopefully we're on the upswing here. I know it's not been a typical winter like the last few years. We had the one week of like the freezing cold in January, but I hope that that is as worse as it gets because it will be nice to get out there and shake the rust off, as you said, Max. Be nice. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I am heading out to Arizona, not this weekend, but next weekend, um, yep. to actually yep. get my first couple rounds in. I did go to Top Golf on Friday and it was Shank City. It was atrocious, oh, man. <laughs> An absolute embarrassment. Maybe you got space jammed. Maybe you got space jammed. They took my Shanks, gave them to you. <laughs> It sounds bad, but I think the problem that I was dealing with is because I was trying to be loose, but, you know, it, you know, a top golf, you're just kind of going there to have fun. I wasn't firing in the hips. So once I started doing that, like towards the end of like our session, I was actually back, you know, straight. But boy, were there a lot that were just like straight off the face, 20 degree angle out to the right. Um like if you think of like the the top golf like landscape, you got like the three red targets and you have the two yellow ones. We were like dead center in in like the middle. Um so you could hit the like the target on the left. I barely even got to the target on the right. The shank was that bad to the right. Like it looked like I'd yeah. never played golf before. Well, out of sight, out of mind. Short memory. That's right. Practice round. Yeah. 
first 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 time getting out yeah. there taking some hacks, you're gonna be just fine. Just loosen up, grease up the hinges a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, We're like, gonna hit a real course yeah. and you guys are gonna say I'm sandbagging you, but really it was yeah, exactly. it was pretty embarrassing out there. I was not happy at all. Max Sandbagger McCain. Yeah, they call me the brat. Sandbagger of the century right here. <laughs> Heard it here first. You I admitted to it though. I said it, it was a bad first first gig out, but once we probably hit a real course, I'll be back on point. Yeah, you get your four million steps in on the course too. You'll be just fine. You can't walk at top at top golf. So that's exactly that's what it is. <laughs> what is There's that minimal walking back and forth every time he hits a shot? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be better this year since uh shout out Kristen for calling me out on my walking and calling it high functioning anxiety. So I am going to walk less this year. Um, no way, no and way. And see if it helps my game. If it start if I start falling off the rails, then I'm I'm back to walking. Mall Walker Max is coming back. Dream walking. Shout out Toby Keith. <laughs> yeah, maybe we might have to change it up. Connecting it back. High functioning anxiety. Yes, sir. Damn, they probably got pills for that. We'll get you something. You'll be fine. Yeah, maybe we use code code cart drink for ten percent off. It's <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by Big Pharma. Yeah, shout out pharmaceutical company. Shout out Sackler One family. Swipe. It's the real American dream, right there. Shout out to the One Sackler swipe family. And I'm back. Yeah, all right. Get, like probably get a DoorDash if you want. <laughs> Make sure tell them to leave it at the door. You don't want to talk to them. Drop twenty percent off on your next order of oxycotton <laughs> using code. Yeah. Our oh, podcast is brought to you by the Sackler family and Big Pharma. <laughs> they got a Roman swipe for that, right? For high functioning anxiety. Roman swipe isn't that for warts on your feet? <laughs> no, that's um. No. That's uh, for ED, isn't it? Yeah, erectile dysfunction. <laughs> the wipe. Yeah, one swipe, dude. Use oh, code yeah. Spit and Chicklets, ten percent off. Yeah, Jake, one swipe. You know wipe it. What do you wipe it on? <laughs> what, do you mean? What, do you, what do you mean? What do you wipe it on? It's a wipe, and it gets you hard. How does that make any sense? <laughs> I don't know, but it's supposed to work. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't know, but oh, it that sounds right like somebody who's like, used it. <laughs> that's like the ad yeah, every, every day. Yeah, that's like every the ad everyday torch. Yeah. Wait, so all jokes aside, it really is a wipe. I guess, yeah. That well that's the that's the like ad read is well, like one swipe. Damn, yeah, what if you accidentally uh, pulled it out after you eat like a rib dinner on a day while well, I gotta wipe my hand? Your fingers get really <laughs> stiff. Your fingers are, like, are all tingly. Out. You're like, I, I can't I can't bend them. I'll tell you I'll tell you right now, tomorrow, maybe even later tonight, you'll be on uh Facebook or Instagram and you're going to get an ad for uh Roman or for him. And then you can just click on it from there because they're listening right now. So way to go. Thank, thanks, God, Max. For uh, I wonder what the side effects that. are. If somebody mixes it up with like a wet nap or like a ass white, like somebody, <laughs> you know what I'm talking? Cause there's gotta be something. I'm you sure know, there is. I, that just sounds Look so up, crazy uh, to me. Cause he was like sure sitting on a date. Excuse me, I gotta go freshen up real quick. Taking a wipe out of your pocket, like walking to the. I'm sure if you type it in on Reddit, there's plenty of stories regarding the, uh, the oh, wipes. I'm sure. So, Damn. deep dive for you later tonight if you're if you're uh, not not busy. I'm just more amazed videos. of the wipe. That's what I'm more amazed of. I know they got the pills. 
But that's they crazy. They got everything dude. now. Dude, they got it's everything you need. Man. Shout out Blue Rhino. Shout out 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't we get back to the golf here? Um, let's get Liv out of the way because there's a lot to talk about with waste management. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I didn't watch any of the live. I wasn't able to this weekend. However, Dustin Johnson had a big day, took the individual portion of the tournament at 12 under. And then for the team aspect, Smash Golf Club won that at 33 under, which is Brooks Brooks Kepka, Taylor Gooch, Jason Kokrak, and... I think it's Graham McDowell. He spells Graham really weird, but it's Graham McDowell. It's like Graham. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, they wrapped up on Saturday. They only play three days. So congrats, DJ. Won a nice, I think it was four mil for taking the Live Vegas tournament. And now it's crazy because I was looking ahead. Live is off until March 1st. So they have like two Whoa. weeks off. And they are going back to the motherland, Saudi Arabia, Royal Greens and Country Club. Okay. So we're gonna have to focus on uh, all you, all you uh, PGA uh, purists are gonna be in heaven. It's the only tournament's gonna be on this weekend, which is Genesis Invitational. Which we'll we'll just talk about that now. Too deep out of the way. Genesis Invitational coming up. And Tiger Woods is making his first appearance of 2024. So the Tiger King. Hopefully someone has some sense to get the man a chauffeur this year. Because cool. um, I don't know how much more his uh, body can take as far as um, potential car accidents or whatever else he gets himself into, which if you run down the list could be a lot of different things. So yeah. hopefully he can, uh, I guess, stay clean and stay out of trouble and, have a good showing uh, over at the Genesis Invitational, which I th- is it in uh, California again? I forgot to look. I forget where it's at. No, isn't it in? Uh, is it still in Arizona? Was... Riviera, Riviera Country, Country Club. Club. That is in California. That's what I thought. Yeah, Max, you were asking about the payouts for the live. Yeah, I was wondering if like the, does the team get get paid out each tournament or like how does it, I I haven't really gotten into live so I don't like really know how like the team aspect of like that works for each tournament. I, like I know you're on a team and your combined score adds to that, kind of like what we do up north. I didn't know like how the payout works, like if they get anything or if they get anything at like the end of the year or something. I know they do as a team. But obviously, it's more focused towards the individual players. So I, I can't tell you because I, I, I even tried to research it. I couldn't find the full payout for the team, but I did find because even when I typed it in, I couldn't find it. But I did find the individual payouts if you guys are interested in that. Um, Dustin Johnson so, obviously took. For- sorry, I Googled it and I have it up here whenever you're ready. Oh, go ahead. You can do it. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. I just Googled it and it's right there, Jake. It's, I don't know. It's. It's, it's odd. Damn. <laughs> it says uh, the individual winner earned a $4 million check with the three-striped black trophy, which is another uh, add-on. And then while the winning team of four got $3 million, that gives each, each golfer 
around seven hundred and fifty thousand. It's not a bad little payday there. Wow, that's nice. It's more than uh more than the top what two to five golfers for yeah. the uh waste management. Yeah. Well probably the back end of the top ten, I would say. I just saw the payouts. I think um What's his name? Nick Taylor won the uh, waste management, so he got 1.4, which is uh, pennies compared to Dustin Johnson. And then I want to say Charlie Hoffman got like 900, I don't know, 900,000 or close to one mil for taking second. So a little bit of a gap there. <laughs> Just a little bit. But yeah, like I said, lives off until March 1st in Saudi Arabia. But as far as the winner, like I just said, for waste management, we'll hop back over the PGA. <coughs> Nick Taylor, Charlie Hoffman ended up being a hell of a finish at a TBC Scottsdale with, like I said, Hoffman and Taylor going into the playoff. Taylor came, uh, he had like two hole, two or three holes to go and he tied it on 18 I'm a little little salty about that win. I had a little bit of money riding on Charlie Hoffman. I threw some down towards the end of the tournament, and it was looking real good until Nick Taylor decided to, um, yeah, spoil the party for me. I guess. Oh, but, that's tough. Yeah, hell of a finish. I uh, enjoyed watching it. It ran into, it got me through the first quarter of the Super Bowl, so I was happy. I was watching more focused on golf than I was the football. So it was it was nice. Nice you didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, yeah, the uh, as far as the golf is concerned, with the waste management, it was it was a fun tournament to watch. A lot of guys coming down to the end that that could have made a move on the on the back nine to take the take the win. But I know Thigala was was right up there. He was just missing shots that he normally doesn't miss, and if he was a little more on, he would have been up there as well. So. Uh, Sam Burns is my guy too, so uh, take the nice two points. But yeah, it was all, overall uh, the golf itself um, was pretty good. So I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch any of it or had a mm-hmm. had a weigh in on the uh, the golf portion of the weekend. Yeah, I think um, high caliber golf for waste management. Um, I think. Very, very competitive landscape. There was a number of guys that probably could have made it into the playoff, um, just kind of fell down the strip. But yeah, I think it kind of got a little overshadowed by everything else that happened that we'll talk about here in the next coming minutes. But very great round of golf. That leaderboard was was um, pretty impressive. Jake, what do you got? Anything? Sorry, it froze for a second. Sorry about that. Um, a great weekend of golf. You had... Two different tournaments, obviously, got the PGA, uh, PGA I don't know, hopefuls, the people that are just hanging out in the PGA, but if you were able to look past that, you had two terrific rounds of golf to watch. Waste management, by far, was one of the best finishes we've seen in a while, as far as PGA tournament goes. Just coming down to it, plus it's fun seeing somebody like Charlie Hoffman have a shot to win it. Not that he's not good enough, but his last win was in 2016, and he naturally is a fan favorite. Heard nothing but good things about him. Read a lot of articles about him. He's just a really nice, normal guy. 
I thought it was great. The finish was great. Nick Taylor surprised me. He kind of crept up. Charlie Hoffman still surprised me that he even got to that point. Thagala disappointed me. I really wanted him to win one. Um, he's been there before. He's been close. He just he can't pull it off there. But nonetheless, it was great. I thought it was better than the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. I didn't even watch the beginning of the Super Bowl. I was finishing the waste management. Hey, um, also, just a little shout-out to Jim Knaus. Uh, living the childhood dream and now going to be uh, working for Ping. I mean, that that was pretty awesome to see. And he played, he played well, too. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Kudos yeah, to yeah. him. He had that chip in, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Good call out. Good call out. Jake needs that from the sand. Maybe you should get some tips from him or oh, get God, some Ping so uh, wedges. Three shots, get out of the bunker, and then chip across the green. But we hey, if it makes you feel any better... At TPC Sawgrass, I had multiple eights because I couldn't get out of the sand. Oh, especially but, there, too. The sand's got to be so soft. It was pretty embarrassing. Like, the caddy was trying to give me tips. I was like, I can't fucking get out of here. Um, I'm just going to give myself an eight or a nine and try again next week or, or the next day. That's where but, you uh, put the ball in your hand and you swing and hit the sand and then just throw the ball. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Go, but I, I practiced. I'm I'm good out of the sand now. I learned that is definitely a weak point of my game. But not anymore. We'll just play Maple Lane. They got no sand traps. <laughs> they have like two on the whole course. Maybe like ten, but there's not many. The ratio to course to course to bunker is a uh, very one sided. Yeah. Jake, do you have the updated uh, inaugural picks, pick uh, rankings for us, pick and pool rankings? Yes, I do. All, All right. right. We'll just so, uh, fire those off, huh? Yeah. Crazy so, one, one this weekend. That's why you want me to do it, and you want me to say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was a uh, errant, errant press, but yeah. Oh, well, no. All right, go ahead. Good timing and good taste. Um, yeah, so inaugural round waste management, and we had a good hot start for our CFO. Brad had picked Sam Burns, who finished 18 under and tied for third place. Now, are we good? Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So because you had the, because Sam Burns had the lowest score and placed the best, you get two points. Uh, that would put me and our guest next. Um, I picked Minwoo Lee who did not golf. Yeah. God damn it. One. Yeah. We're back live. You got that, uh, dial up internet. I see. (laughs) (laughs) No, that'll give me a good time to restart. So actually our guest actually was next in line because they picked Cameron Young who tied for eighth at 13 under following me with Minwoo Lee, who finished even. We both got shout one. out Lululemon. Shout out Lululemon. We both got one point for that, for making the cut. And unfortunately, Max picked Max Homa, who laid a giant egg and did not make yep. the cut. So Max is starting off the season with a clean slate of zero points. 
kind of lonely at the bottom, isn't it? That's what you get for missing the podcast. Just saying. Hey, when you're the when you're the best golfer on the podcast, you have to give handicaps. I got a client. I got a client dinner. I got a client dinner. <laughs> Actually, it was really delicious. London <laughs> Trap House. Ooh, jeez. And those two points are delicious too. Just want to throw it out there. It's probably going to come back to bite me one of these days. But you know, we started off hot. I called it. No, I'm not even going to talk shit this year with the pick god stuff. I'm just going to see what I can do. <laughs> shit. Let it Tiger this weekend. I'm not going to lie. I thought about it. <laughs> so, yeah. what's uh? So, it's me, me, Jake, and the guest. And, and then, then uh, rounding Max. it out is Max. Who's that yeah, all right. the way at the bottom with zero points? Oh, it's Congrats. Max. Dead last. Nuts. Shouldn't even have participated. Save a pick. <laughs> Take your ball and go home. All right. So why don't we, why don't we keep teasing the waste management? There's a lot to talk about. But why don't we get the picks for the Genesis out of the way? So we have Let's the rest go. of the time to do waste management. Um, I guess I'm picking first, right? Because I won. Yes, sir. This is uh damn. This is like zero research on my end. I d- totally forgot to look up a pick this week. So let me just scroll uh, my odds here. See who I want to go with. Um, Genesis, Genesis. I don't want to burn a big guy. I like JT, but I don't want to burn him real quick. Let me, oh, damn, Spieth, another big name I don't want to burn yet. I'm going to go, I think, I think uh, Thigala is going to have some, have some uh, vengeance this week. He's going to be pissed that he didn't play well at, uh, towards, towards the end there at the waste management. So put me down for Sahith Thigala to win the Genesis Invitational. T6 last year. So that leaves, I guess, Jake could be next. Yes, sir. We didn't get a guest pick again, so we'll we'll figure that out once again. But, Jake, you are officially on the clock for Genesis. I'm in the same boat. I don't want to burn any of the big names yet just because there's a lot of golf left, but there's also a lot of big names in this tournament. So... I'm going to go with Sam Burns. Oh, that's my boy. Hopefully he can uh, repeat for you. It's a good pick. And then uh, we'll throw it on over to uh, Data or Maxie. What, what, what are we thinking about for Genesis? I'm going to go Matt Fitzpatrick. Ooh. Ooh. Data picking Data. It's not a well, good trend. I pick my name, and he doesn't make the cut, and now I'm picking data, and hopefully yeah, he went top, get... top five in his first three tries there. So Does he we'll still see. have his braces? No, I think he switched to Invisalign. Veneers. Get the Matt Stafford veneers. I'll get veneers one day. Just don't get like the overly white like Matt Stafford so you look like a fool. Like the phosphorescent ones are like crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't don't be like that. All right, sweet. So Genesis, I have picked Sahith 
Sahith Tagala, Jake Sam Burns, Max Matthew Fitzpatrick. And the guest pick is to be determined. We will get one of those for you and post it on Instagram. So look out for that. Now, the moment that we've been teasing the whole show. More talk about waste management and um, basically how it was a complete shit show as far as the fans and the drinking and a number of other things that went on. Uh, but first, I did want to shout out Minwoo Lee's fan club who showed up in forces. And I had no idea this was even a thing until I saw it on Twitter the other day or X, I guess is what it's called now. But they showed up like hundreds deep to uh, waste management <laughs> and they had white khakis, a blue polo and a red like hibachi chef hat that on the front of it said, let him cook, let him cook, let him cook, man. <laughs> they followed him around all day. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Like that's. That's the waste management to me. That's so. That's awesome. That's <laughs> he loved it too. He was like egging him on, and trying to hype him up. More than two hundred fans. Yeah, so many. I'll, imagine being at a, an event and seeing that. <laughs> let alone being the golfer they're like there for. <laughs> they're all, all those red chefs had. It's so funny. Oh, I think that's it's hilarious. Great. You know what fun that? I would loved be? it. <laughs> yeah. Especially for him too. Good, clean, fun, so I call it. But wasn't he, isn't the reason for the hats because he used to be like a hibachi chef? Am I, am I wrong, or is that a thing? That's what you told me. Uh, Min Woo. I feel like that was it. Uh, hibachi, <laughs> I guess. I'm trying to Google it. It doesn't really say... Maybe maybe I was just uh, assuming that, but it was great. It was it was hilarious to see those guys dressed up. It was one of my favorite parts. I think it's great. I mean, I know we're gonna dive more into the shit show that it was, but I do like how free the waste management is, and it it's just more exciting. Um, it's all part of a marketing stunt for Lululemon. Okay, that's what I heard too, because he's like sponsored by him. Yeah, so they all had uh, Lululemon <laughs> polos on and stuff. I don't know about the hats. It was probably okay. just a uh, conversation <laughs> thing, but. I don't know, man. He's Australian, technically. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, it is it's glorious, though. He's got one of the, he's just such a cool-looking golfer, too. He's always got those sunglasses on with perfect mustache. He wears that short sleeve turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the perfect guy for it. He honestly is. Um, yeah, besides that, um, in the golf, it's like the only two like positive takeaways from the from the actual event. There was a lot of shit that went on, and it was just like I'm just seeing people describe it as pure chaos, and I can't agree more with the different things that we saw. I mean, the whole the whole stuff off the course during that weekend, especially on Saturday. Um, it's just, a, in my opinion, it's a terrible look for the PGA. And it's like, it's not really their, I wouldn't say it's their fault. I think a lot of the blame falls on the actual tournament and the tournament organizers for allowing some of this stuff to happen. And 
I know it's a it's a tournament that's supposed to be more fun, more geared towards the fans, and people get definitely rowdy. I, obviously, uh, especially on the 16th hole. But I mean, this year it just, it just seems like it gets like crazier and crazier, and I feel like this is like the the tipping point. I, w- I want to say there's like I almost 100 percent think that there's going to be some kind of change, and I don't even know if <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they'll have the tournament in years to come, but there's definitely going to be some, some more regulation on a few things. I mean, they had, you had people running on the course, a dumbass was doing snow angels in the bunker. Some lady literally spread her ass for the whole crowd on one of the holes. There's a picture of it. She um, spread her ass. Yeah. She, she like, bent, she had a skirt on, she bent over and pulled it up and yep. spread her cheeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. None of that. We can't have any of that. <laughs> Like, come, like, what are we doing? And like the multiple fights that you heard about, obviously oh. people just black out, hammered, falling down in the mud. It was all rainy. Um, I saw a video of a guy literally pissing out in the open as people like were walking by, and yeah, just there's like a, a like a worker in a cart driving right by him. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is going on? It's just turned into a. A, a total like frat party in a sense. Um, the inmates took over the prison. That's what happened, dude. Like you hear these stories, and like the was it Saturday? They were saying that oh, the people at the gate were like not. They weren't even checking any tickets for people to get in. People were saying, and people were getting into the VIP boxes and drinking for free. And there was just like the crowds were just way too much, and people. People who had tickets to that were turned away. They couldn't even get in. And they had to stop the alcohol sales and all that. So it's just, it's crazy, man. Like, I, the golf was, was great for one thing, but it was it was out of control. Like, the, I'm all for having a good time, and I like, I like the whole idea of the tournament. But when it gets to that point, it's like, I don't even, like, I, why would you even want to go to a tournament, pay the money, and just get, blackout drunk on probably like 15 20 beers it's just it, it's crazy to me i just i mean they what they said up to a half a million people it was um, yeah something like that yeah i feel like i mean you know most of these companies that are running for the tickets or the security companies they're usually hired from like an outside party or they're usually volunteers so i think that they were not prepared which surprises me because this isn't a year where they've had a great turnout. You know what it's going to be like to just let people in without checking their tickets. They had to just be swarmed and overwhelmed and people trying to bust, not bust, but you know what I mean? Just pushing up and being, you know, just rude and busting through. So I just feel like either they were overwhelmed or conspiracy theory, Greg Norman paid them to let this happen because it puts a bad mark on the PGA in the same weekend that the live has a tournament. And they're going to say, look how much control we had. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's really, like you said, a lot of it's kind of volunteer too. And then you have some of the, your actual paid like local enforcement and stuff. But, I mean, when you think about it, when you're trying to, it's, it's a lot of landscape. So when you have all of these people blacked out, stumbling, can't even stand, falling over, and now you got to go try and figure all that out. Plus you have people that are like actually fighting, fans fighting each other out on the golf course. 
the the way that I saw was basically like security just got overwhelmed with the number of issues that were happening that they couldn't get back and kind of reinforce the entrance. So they were like, there's so many people trying to get in right now and there's so many things happen. We don't have security right here. It's like, we can't even do our job. Like I'm a volunteer here just trying to check people in. And then everyone swarms 16, gets in the VIP of people who actually paid for a lot of money to then have, you know, no limit or not have to worry about having to buy drinks there. And then they all get shut down and they can't even have their own um, booze. It just, it got out of control so fast. I mean, last year we talked about this and we joked about wasted management open and how it was kind of crazy. And like, I get it. It's a really fun one to go to. And that's part of like the excitement of waste management open is whole 16 and the crowd being able to be part of it. But like, boy, did that, that was not, it was not good. It was not good. Yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, you had, you had these morons, they're talking and guys, you know, when they're lining up shots, talking shit to Zach Johnson about the Ryder cup. Yeah. I know it's like the one time I, I'm on Billy Horschel's side for being an absolute like maniac. Sometimes he was like talking shit to a fan because they wouldn't shut up when a guy was trying to hit. He was playing with. It was crazy, man. I I know there's a lot of people just there. We're saying that it's just. I mean, it's a great event, but it was an absolute shit show, and it's not like it's it's overrated at this point, and they gotta they gotta figure it out. Yeah, there was just no control. I mean, the what was it? The county sheriff had to shut everything down. Yeah. And I I mean, if I was a customer, and we already talked about this last episode, that's why I almost would have preferred to go to the live just off of what we talked about in the pricing. But if I paid all that money, especially like you said, to get the VIP section, and now you just got all these random people busting in, and Max, like you said, some people who had tickets couldn't even get in, I'd be pissed. I wouldn't go back because it's such a waste of money for how expensive it is. Like They can't predict this is going to happen but i'd be upset yeah there's um there's an article i sent you guys from golf.com they're writing about you know the stuff and some this person was actually you know there and covering the tournament um we can run through this real quick and then kind of wrap it up but yeah and said uh, on saturday at the wm phoenix open I observed more chaos in the last eight hours than I have cumulatively in the last decade of my life. I saw men bleeding from the face, people napping on muddy hills, and adults knocking each other over because they couldn't walk straight. Picture the first few minutes of trying to exit a sold-out concert and multiply it by 15. That's where we're at. It's like Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's And there's all these, these, all these different tweets, but yeah, it's it said... For reference, the walk from the practice area to the 16th tee has taken me about 12 minutes all week. Today, 45 minutes. The place was packed. A little later on, I witnessed a fan storm the 16th hole. He dove into a greenside bunker, ran around, and was promptly arrested 15 seconds later, which is the video that we probably most of us have seen. Mm-hmm. What a what a moron. Um, then, on, then another unexpected event, they temporarily closed gates and stopped selling alcohol. The goal of shutting the gates was to hopefully get the crowd to thin out as people left. Um, there's a tweet. Someone said a screenshot from a text. They said, I'm in line for food. They shut down all alcohol sales. Um, 
there's people more tweets about people like sliding down all these hills, like all these muddy hills and stuff. Um, the crowd chanting, we want beer. Another guy falling down a muddy hill was hammered. More guys <laughs> sliding down fucking hills. Another guy falling down. There's so many different things. Just keeps going on. The video from the, the idiot in the sand trap. Uh, the chaos became a serious safety issue, which is the reason that they, they were saying they had to shut everything down, which makes sense. Uh, people were getting trampled in the crowded areas. Some fans collapsed and fences had to be cut open. <laughs> had to, or sorry, fences had to be cut. Wow. Cut to open up extra space for the massive crowds to move. That's insane. Um, let's see. Yeah, I would have been pissed if I spent all my money for that. Fan reactions. Uh, just a couple of tweets from people that were there. The waste management has officially became too overrated when it comes to the drinking and fan experience. It was cool and different a couple of years ago, but this year has been absolute chaos and not in a good way. Uh, video of the kid in the bunker again. Waste management has completely gone off the rails. One of several crazy moments from the weekend. Waste management might be the worst sporting event I've ever, I've ever personally been to in my life. What an absolute shit show. Someone called the the waste management Phoenix Open a straight rave. And then it ends. Obviously, some fans love the chaos. A handful of people who had worked here in years past said, today was the craziest they've ever seen it. Will things change a bit next year? Because of today, we'll find out. Which I think there's going to be... M- pretty big changes to the tournament as far as like security and I don't even know, maybe, maybe alcohol. I don't know what they're going to do, but they got to, they seriously got to take a look at this and figure out a way to not have this happen again, because it was not good. It's not a good look for the PGA. And I know it doesn't really fall, fall on them necessarily, but there's got to be some some sort of accountability with with who uh, who let some of this stuff happen because it was just out of control. I bet you it changes completely. I bet you they're going to crack down. Next year's not going to be anywhere close to how loose it's been even in the past, even a couple years ago. I think they're going to next mm-hmm. year is going to be totally different. I don't think they have a choice just to save yeah. face because with it this bad, I didn't even know, like cutting the fences and stuff and people getting trampled. I guess I didn't even think of that. That's, I mean, that, that is, it's like, it's like a music festival at that point. Right. It's just, I mean, think about it. We've all been out like during the day, whether we go tailgating or something and we all drink, but we also know when kind of to cut it off, like, oh boy, I'm feeling good. I gotta, I gotta relax here. I don't understand. I was watching some of the videos. Some of these guys like couldn't walk in a straight line at all, like right. bobbing up and down. Like, I don't understand how you get to that level. It just, yeah. dude. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I think I think we knew at some point this was going to ha- going to happen. The whole getting in line at like three in the morning and waiting until rope drop to to sprint to the stadium to then get a seat. I mean, we I think even last year we kind of saw. I think we even talked about it in the last podcast of like that we that we talked about waste management open of like how crazy it's it's gotten. Like you got to remember too. Maybe not our generation, but the generation like that's underneath us, like probably our age and younger, because like our age, we can actually afford to go that are kind of getting into golf. And we see this one where like, dude, you can like 
drink like crazy and then you get to be part of this crowd and like we're we're going to this event and it's warm weather and like we get to scream at the players and there's these celebrities that are doing celebrity shots there like the hype kind of gets to you and i think this was kind of the boiling point so we'll see what happens um It'll be it'll be interesting because I mean I, I think you still have to leave a little bit of that environment, but how do you do that in a controlled way? Do you raise mm-hmm. the tickets insane amounts so only the right people who who care about the golf go, but then you don't have that part of the fan? Maybe you have to do an overcorrection for the next couple of years just to kind of weed out some of that. I don't know, but um or bulk up security and do drink ticket limits or something like that. I don't know what you gotta do, but it was it was pretty bad. You could definitely tell there was not enough staff there to control what was happening. I mean, there's no way you can allow people like that to just be blacked out, not even able to walk. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's one, yeah, it's one thing. I mean, it's 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 a great, great uh, like change of pace yeah. for the PGA. And yeah, again, it's just kind of got out of control, but. I mean, it, it, it's one thing. Yeah, go go have fun, have a few drinks, you know, cheer for your guys, whatever, cheer for the golfers. Um, but yeah, once it starts getting to the point where the golfers are getting irritated and it's not, it's not like a fun thing for them to do anymore. Um, I mean, if if I was if if I was somebody and, and had a bad experience, if you know, if, if I was a, a golfer playing in the tournament this past year, like there's not <laughs> what's what's the incentive to play again when you're just gonna get you know heckled or all this yeah. bullshit going on. So that's what that's kind of one issue that they have to look at that they're gonna have to say, hey, we we're gonna you know we're gonna figure this out so it's not like this in years to come. But uh, yeah, it's. It, I don't know. It, it once it gets when once it gets to that point where it's like not fun for them, like it's it's not not good. I have a hot take question for you guys. Fired up. Does this event and what just happened this past weekend affect the way that golf events are now hosted? In the sense that, like, if you think about it, when you go to a golf event, you get to be right there with the players. You're standing right there by the tee box. You're standing right there by the green. You're standing right there as they're walking to the next hole. You can be right behind the practice. Like, are we going to get to a point where the spectator side of the sport is going to be from, like, a further distance now just to help control that? Like, I don't think we're at that point. But there is a piece of that of like, there's not that much security, like you said, Brad, for a player, like where you're there and you have all these people that are fighting each other as drunken fans. Like what's to protect you besides your caddy of someone that's not just running it on the course, but like now with sports betting, someone's pissed off because you lost them money and they're going to come try and jump you on the, on the tee box. Like what, where, where do we draw the line of like, player safety too yeah i think that's a fair question but i think we're still far out from that because i mean that's this is the only tournament that's kind of advertised as being more loose i guess you could say and then like 
you know, other other tournaments I've been to, like I've been to the one, the Memorial a couple times in Ohio, and then one time to uh, Rocket Mortgage. And it's not, it's definitely not, I mean, obviously no other tournaments on the level of waste management as far as the fans go. Um, I don't think they're, they would go to that extreme unless it got like really, really crazy in the other tournaments. But typically you don't have that type of crowd in any other any other event and if they do then they just get removed immediately because it's like understood that this isn't as shooter mcgavin would say this isn't uh, <laughs> this is golf not a rock concert uh, as, <laughs> as as uh cliche as the quote is but yeah it's honestly what what it kind of turned into like people oh yeah talking and cheering and booing guys when they're missing putts and stuff it's yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're to that point yet. I think they got a lot to look at with the waste management going forward and trying to find ways to uh, to tone it down a little bit. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know personally how they how they plan to do that. Um, I think if it continues this trend, that this whole tournament is going to go away, which is a shame because it is fun to watch. Like the past the past years, when it's gotten it's gotten bigger, and they put the grandstands up on sixteen and I mean, throwing beers was kind of crazy every time, like we talked about, I think last year, mm-hmm. all the beer cans that they were throwing was kind of, I feel like that was like almost like the tipping point, but no, that, that was surpassed 100% by uh, the actions this year. <laughs> so to answer your question, no, I, I think, I, I think they're going to be able to uh, figure something out, but if it continues, the waste management is probably going to go bye-bye or at least n- not be marketed as like a party event because it's just it's just out of hand yeah i guess probably the first thing they would do is like for the stadium it's just tickets only yeah they might just start money start selling like individual seats like they do at any other sporting event like row whatever seat whatever i just hope the ramifications i mean obviously we've been to other events and we know that's not it's a totally different crowd but hopefully that doesn't bleed into anything else where it's like Guys, it's an outlier. It's just waste management, which we all joke is called wasted management. So yeah. let's, yeah, for sure. Well, I think yeah. the thing they have on their side is the amount of money they've brought in with this tournament too. So obviously this weekend wasn't ideal and it does have a track record for being rowdy, but I think this is just strike one. It's not good. But before they take this tournament away, they're going to have, I would say, two more opportunities to really dial in, especially with having such a cash cow. Yeah, I haven't seen really much of anything from the tour, um, like a statement from the tour per se. There might have been something out there, but um, as it goes on, I'm be kind of interested to see um, what they say uh, about what what happened with the crowd and everything. It'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yes, we will. But great ending to the tournament, though. Might have to awesome. send a cart drinks uh, correspondent out there just to give us some live insight. I'll gladly. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Won't hear from Jake for three weeks. <laughs> we will. It will be his one phone call. <laughs> yeah. There'll be signs up. Have you seen this person? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just hang out with Smiley Kaufman and Kevin Kisner the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That was a whole nother thing. They're really trying to revamp the youth of the PGA. 
They're trying to compete. I'll tell you what, I bet you Liv's yeah. looking at this like, okay, every tournament well, we looking. have is kind of like waste management. So we got to make sure we, we're very careful with what we do. But they're also looking at this clicking their heels because it makes, uh, I don't want to just say the PGA, but it makes them look yeah, a little out of control. Like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're licking their chops, man. How crazy would it be if it came out and they were, they were like, oh, Liv hired these people to go just get <laughs> rowdy as hell at the waste management to make I, it look really bad? That's what I meant when I said that earlier. I was like, what if it was a conspiracy? Greg Norman got a whole posse <laughs> together and just paid all these people. Like, just go in there, just fuck everything up. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Now, that would be a wild story. I kind of wish that comes out that'd be crazy kind of like when shooter mcgavin pays that one guy to mess with happy go when you jackass, jackass. <laughs> yeah but that times like half a million people <laughs> i don't care if the security tries to stop you they're just volunteers just rush the gate they're not gonna be able to keep up first couple guys might get arrested but just keep busting through they can't keep up we will bail you out yeah next year next year you're gonna see someone drive the volkswagen onto the 16th uh green and take out happy you know that's one thing i take don't out, uh, I don't get are these dumb streakers at any sporting event. Don't get me wrong. We all laugh. It's like, ha, 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 look. But after, like, it's just to a point. It's like you run out there for five seconds, you slow everything down, and then you just get arrested. Like, what do you get by doing that? I don't know. I mean. I just don't get the mindset. It's also different, too, because we're a little bit older. Like, if we were younger, I'd, we might have a different opinion on it. Dude, some of the guys look like they're older than the us, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I actually that's a good point because I think I saw something that said like, uh, "What did they, they they said something about the waste management?" And it was like, "This is the every every man in their thirties dream is to like go to the like waste management or something like that." <laughs> I, I can't remember the exact quote, but they were talking about. It. I was like, "Not wrong," but yeah, it's like it's their Super Bowl, I guess you could say. Our Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just there's all, I mean, it goes with any sporting event. There's always going to be people that ruin it. This just looked like a giant Bill's tailgate. So it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, obviously there was a lot of other fans that were there just to uh, have a good time and watch golf. But yeah, there's a lot of people that couldn't handle the alcohol and couldn't, couldn't handle the big stage. So that's, uh, that's what happens. How'd you feel being someone with a ticket to Saturday and getting ready to go traveling down there and not being able to get in? Oh, I'd sue. They said they're trying to work out a thing to like, I don't know, like reimburse them or like make it up to those people. But yeah, that's, that's, that's messed up, man. Like you, especially like imagine us going down like Saturday, like getting there and like later on in the day. And they're like, yeah, even though you have a ticket, we're not letting you in the rest of the day. You know how pissed we would be? But they probably didn't give them an answer. They're just like, yeah, you're not allowed in. We're yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Just because we let people in that didn't have tickets, so you guys can't get in. Like, yep. We got a whole situation. We can't control it. You can't come in. I'm yeah, sure I mean. They're going to talk sucks, about taking man. care of the people who couldn't get in, but you know what? They're going to send them like a waste management quarter zip and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> tickets go on sale. You guys get early access. Oh, thanks. We can repay for it. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. We'll try to get some more uh, insider info on this. Hopefully, to get some people on and talk about it. But um, for now, yeah, it was just 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 a shit show. Hopefully, we can clean it up. News, um, the snake was massive with all the beer cups. Yeah, 
See, that was that's cool. That's that's good, clean fun, in my opinion. But when you get a little more extracurricular with that stuff, it's like, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, Figure it out. Someone spread their ass. I didn't know that. It's crazy. I've never seen that in anything. That's not. Yeah, she she shot the moon to the crowd, just like Randy Moss did against the Packers. She's Joe wink, Buck went crazy, winking at the crowd. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Disgusting act to quote Joe Buck. <laughs> And Randy Moss didn't even actually do it. He just pretended to do it. <laughs> yeah, he just still, went. still one of the funniest calls I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like that that's what Joe Buck went with that day when he saw he saw that. Disgusting act. Randy Moss shoots the moon to the crowd. That is a disgusting act. <laughs> I gotta pull that up real quick because I gotta I gotta hear it again. <laughs> oh, this is very loud. Hit up on the route, and Randy Moss, without even really being able to run, as he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss, <laughs> and it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting by Randy Moss. So let's get back to the play. The fact that he said it like that was hilarious. He said it every word like he just that is a disgusting act. Can you imagine what he would say this this year at the waste management? This is outrageous. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a good take, Joe. It's a really good take. <laughs> disgusting. Oh that man. is a disgusting act. Oh god. What do you Anything guys, else you guys have? Prediction for where you think Tiger's going to finish this week. That's all I got. Uh, I think he'll make the cut. Yep. Is this, a, this, is, this is a cut event. Last time we said he'll make the cut, it wasn't a cut event. <laughs> <laughs> we were right, though. We were right. We were right. We're one we're, for one, dude. Yeah. This should be a cut, and he should make it. Don't let him, don't let him drive, though. A car, that is. This is the one where he flipped it. Same tournament. Yes, when he crushed his leg. He had to get out of there. He had to run some errands. <laughs> yeah. He checked this out. Hey, he had to go to the uh pharmacy, just like we said earlier, for his uh for his uh what is it? Roman wipes? Yeah, he was using yeah, code yeah. card drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe Roman oh. wipes are a thing, but we'll let that go. That just blows my mind still. You're gonna see it on your social media tonight. I'm telling you, it's gonna pop up. That's yeah, that's weird. A wipe. Well, episode 78. Let's put a bow on this one. We'll uh, catch you on Uber 79. Bye bye. Bye bye. Fucking edit that out, right?